Blog Talk Radio. Everyone, this is uh, Gaz with Media Night Radio. As you know, uh, we are welcoming Reese Sinclair to our airwaves tonight. Uh, singer, songwriter, composer, ABC Daytime fans know her from her countless songs for the network. She is responsible for writing a catalog of music for ABC Disney, over a hundred titles for such daytime dramas as General Hospital, When Life Live, and All My Children as well as a spin-off, Night Shift. These dramas feature the very popular Just You and Me, which you just heard, Where You Are, Silent Ambush, one of my favorites, Glow, and Alarmed. She was also the composer and singer for the single No Way Out, which was featured in its entirety on the popular nighttime drama Vampire Diaries. Ree will be performing her music at a concert this coming Sunday, July 29th, at the House of Blues in Hollywood, California. We will be giving away two tickets to the show to a lucky winner. So be sure to call in. The number to call in and talk to Ree is 914-338-1671. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Ree Sinclair. Hi, Ree. Hi, Adam. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. It's good to talk to you. You too. Um, well, starting out, uh, just want to let you know that uh, obviously you know that just you and me is a favorite of um, uh, General Hospital's uh, Jason and Sam fans um, on the show because it's their love song. And right. believe me, at this time in the show, it is a kind of a bittersweet situation because they're right. not in a good place right now. <laughs> um, so uh, I had to I had to play that, and you have so many others, and we'll get into that in in our interview. Um, you grew up in Paul, Minnesota. Ah, I'm losing you. So sorry. Wait, say that again. Oh. 
Okay, so what I was saying was um, that you grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. How different is life between Minnesota and Los Angeles? You grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. How different is life between Minnesota and Los Angeles? Ah, um, quite different. <laughs> Everything's different. Uh, that's a big question. <laughs> that's a crazy question. Um, let's see. I, I don't, you know what? It, I mean, there's a there's a there's a lot of um, regional differences I think in how people communicate, ah. and uh, that that's always really interesting, especially when you're trying to do business, you know. Right. And and um, then there's a lot of differences in the music industry as well. Obviously, Los Angeles is the place to be. Um, if I, I think in a commercial aspect, if you you want to succeed. Um, I mean, Nashville is awesome, and and New York is amazing too. But you know, really, Los Angeles is it, there's just so many, so much talent here, and there's so many studios. You know, so it's a, it's a different playing field altogether. And um, and you know, Minneapolis is really a. I sort of grew up very much influenced by you know the indie grunge punk scene there, which I think still exists. And um, I, you know, I don't know. And then, and then there's sort of that rural songwriter type, which, which uh, a, a lot of people that you know that just really don't have a, I don't know what is it, sort of a, a barometer for what may what may be entailed if they, you know, get into more of a commercial pursuit of music. So um, it's interesting. You know, I have some friends that that have sort of, um, you know, have been wide-eyed about the idea of selling music to somebody. You know, it, it's more of, it's, it's almost freaks you out a little bit because you're like, you know, but I created that, and <laughs> you know that. Unfortunately, the uh, well, for, there's good and and you know, and there's harsh sort of realities with you know any sort of business venture, and that you know you do have to to um, you have to have other people. You, you can't do it alone, and you know at the same time. Um, it's much more fun in a team anyway. So uh, so there's those differences. and I mean, there's so many differences, I think, between the two places, not just sort of the climate. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, what, what led to you becoming a singer and moving to Los Angeles and wanting to be here? Uh, I think there was a lot of different reasons that I actually ended up here. When I was younger, I think I had a negative view of Hollywood, um, and I, I don't quite remember why. But I, I sort of grew up in the theater, and uh, it could be, it could just have been, you know, that very youthful, slightly naive. I'm an artist. I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, insert negative word here. But um, and. 
<laughs> you know, there's all sorts of different ideas about what Hollywood is. And, right. um, you know, in the end, I, I feel like I sort of ended up in, in a a place that I would consider sort of the backstage of Hollywood, it, you know, where there's, there's all these, you know, massive studios and from the outside it sort of looks worn down and on the inside it's lush and gorgeous and beautiful and and amazing, you know. Um, there's a lot of sort of surprises in Los Angeles that you don't necessarily, you, you, you know, you wouldn't think exist. Right. Um, but... I since I started out in theater I you know I was I was actually involved in doing a bunch of different things. My mother was a was an actress so she she still is. She she actually is is quite a writer herself. She's been writing plays and musicals for children. And I keep encouraging her to get these published. You know, yeah. and she's got 20 million things on her plate and she's actually quite talented. I mean, she can get 5-year-olds to recite Shakespeare. It's incredible. Oh my god. Um yeah, uh, but um, so obviously I, you know, I was always singing, and and I, I naturally just gravitated toward you know learning guitar and and maybe writing some songs and and performing. And I, I used to kind of play around with music a lot. I was always very interested in the production. I would put a an album on and listen to it over and over and over and over again, and found myself breaking apart. Um, you know, ju- just the guitar line or just the drums or, you know, really intensely listening to, to things in sort of a mathematical way. But um, as I got older, I realized that I was, I, you know, I, I couldn't necessarily just stick with writing in one style. And mm. so I played around a lot with um it's just performing with my guitar, which I got bored with, and then I I had a couple different bands. I had one in Minneapolis, and I did a bunch of um, uh, traveling when I was younger. And I joined a band in London, then I had a band in Manchester, and then I came back to the U.S. and then I went oh, to wow. San Francisco, and and I I ended up in uh, working as a a talent agent. Believe it or not, I think that's from the theater background. You know, it was just like, oh, my mother's a director, producer, actress, blah, 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 blah. You know, what can I do? And so I I tried all sorts of different things um, with movies and commercials and, you know, from acting to working with directors, continuity supervisor, you know, you name it. And uh, and ended up really um, connecting with the producer at one point and, we got a phone call from ABC, and and that was that. It was it was sort of sort of haphazard, um, but I I began to realize that I actually had a a talent that was substantial, <laughs> you know. So absolutely, yeah. Um, well, uh, speaking of the next question is, I, I know you were responsible for writing a catalog of music for ABC Disney. Mm-hmm. Were you given at the time any certain parameters to write certain songs for daytime dramas, or did the shows incorporate your music because it worked for the story? It really started out as an assignment, and um, I found that very easy to work with. Uh, as I, I still do, I find it really easy to work with an assignment. And, um, you know, they, they did what 
specific parameters. They wanted bittersweet love songs and, uh, you know, along the lines of, and they, they listed a bunch of different individuals. And um, I would sort of go through a process, because at the time I had started out doing this with a producer, Bob Hartree. And um, so I would write the I would write the song and he would produce it. And this was our, it was a very good sort of team experience. And occasionally he would come up with, with something that would inspire the lyrics. Just, you know, he'd come up with a guitar riff or something. And, and sometimes we'd work in the studio together. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I tried to really pick apart different artists that ABC would reference and try and, and figure out who who inspired those particular people and then draw from that and see if I could draw the same, you know, the same sort of feeling, the same sort of melodies, the same sort of rhythms, you know, uh, everything that would come out of that. So um, that was a little bit of my my method in the beginning. And I think the more that you expose yourself to something, the more that you start to dig into something and do research, it, it really helps me grow as an artist individually mm-hmm. so well did you were you did you watch any of the shows that you did music for before you did the music for them or since you've done the music for them yes and yes my actually my mother used to be a big uh fan of all my children oh. uh, she was a massive fan you know she just loved who, who was the there was a woman who played Erica something or another. And, um, yes, Erica Kane. Right, so <laughs> she, just, she just loved that role, you know. Um, and so it would be on in the house or, you know, um, during the summer, obviously when I was home from school, I would be exposed to it and uh, catch glimpses here and there. I, when I, I think when I was in junior high, I, I tried to watch soaps because I had friends that were watching them and I, I really tried my best but I, it, it took a long time before I was able to sort of catch on to them. But then I really wasn't reading romantic novels or anything like that, you know. Right. So, um, but I, I, uh, I started watching General Hospital a bit more, and then when I, when I had some time during the day, I would catch all three soaps. Like I, I, you know, do a little bit of catch up, or check around on the internet, um, or even just swing down to the, to prospect studios and hang out with the music supervisors and you know we'd sit around and watch we just watch footage or we you know I would I would sort of um I don't know that's that's kind of how I would it, it's really tough because when you're when you're making music you barely have time to do anything else and right. even as we speak I'm in the studio mixing this other album tonight I actually I did do a a, a few different things um, on a couple different mixes, and then I, I sort of left it to the mixer with some notes. So um, oh it's interesting. So I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, you, you try and catch up when you can on uh, television watching, and I, I always feel like I need to do more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, whatever whatever it is, Re, uh, you have working for you, keep doing it because you are in touch with, I can't even tell you how many songs are from from Jason and Sam to Jason and Liz to 
um, star singing your stuff. Um, you she's know, a doll, isn't she? She's amazing. Yeah. I'm so yes. excited for her. I, I want to do a whole album just for her. Aww. I really think she's just so adorable, and and she, uh, you know, she's always twittering about me, and she's just such a sweetheart, you know. So. I, I'm 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 so glad. Um, yeah, I understand that she's creating a full length album featuring a majority of your music. So, are you, are you collaborating with with Kristen on this project? Uh, a little bit. Um, Paul Glass, who's who's the new supervisor, music supervisor, he was over at One Life to Live, and now he's at General Hospital. Right. Um, he's been working with her, obviously, for you know a long time, and he's. He and I have been chatting about this, you know, this deal that she's doing on General Hospital and um, really sort of trying. I think there's a, there's a, a lot of, um, there's a lot of rules and constraints that, that may be, you know, sort of in effect as to what the company can and can't do. And um, so I, I'm not too sure right now, and, and I think, you know, I, there's a lot of sort of questions that are floating in the air. We, I, You know, I really want to see General Hospital continue. Uh, I have a feeling, like, I have this weird feeling it's going to be, like, one of the last remaining soaps on air, and I really hope that it stays, to be right. honest, not just because, you know, I have music on there, but um, there's there's something... Just really unique about soap operas. I've I've been able to go, you know, watch how they they film them. And actually, I I did a couple I did a couple roles as an extra once just for fun. And um, that was hard work. I mean, compared to writing a oh, song, yeah. being an extra on that show is ridiculously difficult. <laughs> and then the actors have so much. I mean, I can't tell you what sort of work it is. It's like it's almost harder than musical theater. Right. You know, because because of uh not only do you have to get it right in the moment, but you only you may only get one or two takes to get it right and then they're moving on and you know at least the theater production you rehearse this stuff for, for years and years and years, but um there's so many technical things that could go wrong. And when you're oh. shooting in a sound stage, and it's bizarrely difficult, it's unbelievable. So I don't know. It's it's like a it's totally different. I mean, I've taken acting lessons myself, and I've done bits and pieces of things, and I've been in a couple movies, and you know, being in a movie is like sleeping. But <laughs> <laughs> soap operas, oh my gosh, it's yeah. crazy. I I I under I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, it it it's it's amazing that they are able to crank out you know 52 weeks a year, you know, right. Right. you know five days a week, you know, um, and it, it truly is amazing. And the workload, I, I know that everybody that's ever worked um, worked. Uh, daytime, including James Franco. I mean, he was able to absorb it pretty fast, but it is quick. Mm-hmm. It's very quick-paced, and uh, um, I can only imagine that that kind of a pace, but also, you know, in the behind-the-scenes, just like 
just like you were saying, you had um, you had said that you work with the you, you can work with the music director and everything else. So what they get then I, I believe is the scenes, and then they have to put music to them. So that that must be tough as well. It is. Yeah, that that's usually a, a job of a music editor, and it's it's um it's a very uh, fun process personally. I mean, I. I spend a lot of time um, in front of my own music sessions, you know, cutting and arranging and and um, working with all these different instruments and laying things together um, in the right manner. And and a lot of TV shows are different in their their approach to it, but this but the same rules generally apply. And right. music editing is is pretty exciting. I mean, you're you're sitting there really looking at the scene and trying to sort of, you know, um, you know, you've you've got to sort of put an emotion to that particular scene. And music can can it can make and break it. It can change the emotion of the scene. It's very very interesting how. Um, it, you know, you could have five different pieces, and they would all be right in some sense, but uh, but it, it's it would just vary the emotions a bit, and, and it's an, it's a really interesting job. So, uh, you know, being able to sort of sit and understand what that job entails and what's required for it can actually help a songwriter figure out okay what. How should I produce this next song that we want to use for so and so? You know, what instrumentation um, should I use, and how will that affect the scene? You know, should I should I have sort of you know pizzicato cellos, or should I have what sort of you know these these long lush languid you know uh, strings? And it it um it, you know it it adds a it adds a different perspective to how you create music for the show. Yes. It it sounds like it. Um, Speaking of, um, you know, Silent Ambush Mm. is one of my absolute favorites, which was featured on General Hospital in in a montage, which was just amazing in and of itself. It's such an adrenaline-pumping song. Mm -hmm. What were you thinking about when you wrote and, and like, put the music, you know, put the music music accompanying it um, together? What were you thinking about when you wrote that and and put it all together? Um, well, I think at the at the time, uh, you know, they they were looking for some adrenaline pumping music, and they they really wanted it. They wanted it to be um, something that that wasn't too, you know. It, like can you can you create something that's really sort of indie, eclectic, interesting, not just your run of the mill, you know, rock song. Mm-hmm. And um so again, Bob Hartree and I were working on that. Um and I'm not too sure I I don't exactly remember how all that came about, but I, I knew we were just writing some really we were playing around with some different ideas. We we wrote uh Sort of in that, I think that week we also wrote No Escape, 
and um, Kiss Me Harder. Um, No Escape and Silent Ambush have both been used, I think, for Vampire Diaries, Promos, Charms, and a few other, you know, a few other TV shows. Right. Uh, Just because it's such, you know, we we sort of had this freedom to be, to write, you know, really cool music. And so I think with, with stuff like that, Bob would sort of dig into the guitars. He would just, like, turn on, you know, his amp and 50 million pedals because this guy has more pedals than you'll find at the NAMM show. And, <laughs> um, you know, and and it would, you know, we'd just go, would be, like, blindfolding. Okay, which guitar should we pick? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, And just pick one and play it, you know. Um, so he'd kind of play around with some riffs, and then I might sit on another guitar and, and you know, take that sort of influence from that little guitar riff and go, ooh, okay, what about this sort of melody line? Da, 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 da. You know, and, 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 and so oh, I think goodness. in that, like, I was writing the melody and the lyrics somewhat at the same time while he was messing around with musical ideas. Um, and, you know, we'd crank it out in a day. You know, we would just we would just plow through it. Um, and that was an interesting song because I, you know, I, I will always try and marry a, like a visual to, you know, some relationship idea. Everything revolves around relationships and um, whether it's dominant in the music or, or it's sort of a, you know, secondary um you know, it's always fun to add a little bit of a twist or a little, you know, a little idea to it. And so, you know, I, I think I think at the time I had thought about, um, I thought about this idea of when, you know, it's like when you break up with somebody and it's a, it's not a bad breakup, it just sort of fades away. And, and here you are, you're, you're out on the market and it's, it's, fun and exciting and you haven't told anyone but somehow every man around you knows and it's like open season right, <laughs> right. Um, that's a little bit of my Minnesota you know which I've brought to Los Angeles because who would write about hunting and um, I you know so I don't know I, I just I, I thought it was such a funny and odd you know idea that I decided to just throw it into a song and, and sort of shift, you know, shake it up a bit. You know, let's make the let's make the the guy the bad guy and we'll make we'll make this sort of, you know, raunchy chick the good you know, sort of good in this right. scenario or something. And and um you know maybe maybe this, that or whatever. You know, you just sort of start writing and like you you, you imagine these scenarios and just let your mind run with it. And uh yeah. So that that was a really that was a fun song. But we did I think we did just sort of crank it out in one day and then you know, and then the production sort of takes a little bit longer. That's amazing though, I mean, because that that song is just so <clears throat> you know, I mean it's 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 so uh God, it's it's pumping, it's adrenaline pumping and it, you get going and and you, you, you know, you could definitely use it. I, I use it on my iPod for working out because right. it's one of those songs, <laughs> you know. And, and well, it, it should make you feel like a Bond girl if that's any help whatsoever. 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, uh, will there be more music for General Hospital fans to look forward to um, coming up in some upcoming episodes, or do you know? Well, I know that uh, there was that performance of Just Like That recently, um, okay. which, you know, the, the Star Manning musical um, okay. debuts. I, she had that in that club. Right. That was a that was a really fun song. Um, she, uh, and, you know, I'm not exactly too sure, like I said, you know, we're, we're all crossing our fingers and... Um, Hoping that that you know General Hospital has some some life on it, and really these you know the the matter with the soaps doesn't have anything to do with the ratings. Uh, you know fans love the shows, but the economy has really made it difficult for studios to keep making them, and um, and even just that things are getting downloaded for free. Um, unfortunately, when that happens, no one gets paid. You know, the, the grips don't get paid. The lighting electricians, the um, you know, all these all these union members and these studio right. members, <clears throat> the script writers, and I mean, there's so many there's so many people uh, needed just for one show. And um, you know, and because they're going off the air, you know, they're they're opting. To put something on that doesn't cost as much. It's not union right. and shows like you know, like Bachelorette and uh, other reality shows are they're they're just co- they're less costly to make. Right. And it's a matter of programming and can we keep the networks alive and um, you know can we can we keep can we keep you know television out there for 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 free as it is, you just buy a TV and, and you get to watch TV for free where, you know, for instance, the BBC in England, you have to pay a license in order to get their show. Right. So um, we get to watch it, you know, for free because of advertising. And um, so it, it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, like, over the next 10 years, really, with television and whether or not these things keep going. And it's, you know, if they don't, then then obviously, um, you know, there's not going to be, there, there's, this is not going to be an exchange of, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to write music or, you know, for that show in particular or, you know, whatever. Depending on what happens, we'll, you know, or depending on the budgets, really, we'll determine kind of what happens next, unfortunately. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Now, <clears throat> we mentioned Vampire Diaries featured your song, No Way Out, in its entirety mm-hmm. that you wrote and performed. Right. What was your first thought when you found out that they were going to feature this song on their show? Because, I mean, it's so popular. I mean, that right. is a huge, huge show now. Um, I mean, I think we were really excited. I, I co-wrote that with Mike Subi and... And that was an interesting um, uh, setup because he would send me a, a little piece of something and I'd send him stuff back and he would send me something. And we kind of did it over the Internet. And um, oh, then, you know, I I took a, I took a, a demo to a 
a studio and put something down. He took a piece of that and put something else down. Then we got together and we we went into another studio and um, hired our our drummer and our bass player. And you know, it was actually a really fun collaboration. It was totally different because we both really produced that together and um, you know finished it together. It was it was a real real nice tag team. We've talked about doing more songs together actually. Um, and he's a very busy composer, uh, so it's like finding a little bit of break um, in between his projects and my projects. But um, I know the Vampire Diaries, uh, we do have sort of a direct connection to them, and they were looking for a particular sort of, you know, flavor of song to do feature, mm-hmm. and so it, there was a little bit of anticipation that it actually would be on the show. Um, but I, I think uh, I think I think because of that we you know we were able to really um, draw from both of our own particular artistic resources and you know put something together that we thought would be perfect for the music supervisor. So um the goal with that song really was to have it debut on Vampire Diaries and then release it to the public. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so was there an inspiration behind the song? What was the inspiration behind the song? The inspiration really was um, this sort of, you know, um, that eternal trap almost of love. Mm. Where it's, it's like... You know, there's, there's like this immediate connection. So there's really only, you know, you, there's a doorway in, but then there's, once you go through that door, that's it. The door closes and you do not get out. Right. And um, I think everybody's encountered this. Anyone who has really loved and loved deeply has found that there have been those connections or that one connection. You know, we we talk about it in different ways where it's like, you know, there was a moment where I I crossed the line and I fell in love with this person. I made a choice to sort of go for it with this individual, and I found myself just completely sinking into that abyss of love. And no matter how hard I try, I will never get out of it. Whether or not it's worked out, whether or not you know that person is still around or in my life, you know, that's sort of that forever. It's almost an entrapment of love, and and it's it's sort of an it's an interesting thing. It can be viewed at a very positive, you know, in a very positive light, or it can also look very you know bleak and hopeless. And so, um, I I love writing in that juxtaposition and and writing songs sort of in a bittersweet vibe and something that it's very gray. You know, you, you you can't necessarily say it's one thing or the other. And, and life is like that. It's so it doesn't contradict, but, you know, it certainly looks like you're working with two opposing forces and trying to sort of navigate them both, not necessarily finding a balance. Right, so. right. Oh, well said. I put a spin on it. I, I wanted to put it in a positive light. And um, so I was pretty particular with, you know, the lyrics and that I, I wanted them to have, have you know, there was a, a, just a, 
a little measure of um, something frightening, but but for the most part, you know, it, it being this very um, comforting place. Ah, okay, makes sense. Um, now the CW uh, has embraced your music obviously um it continues to use your songs for promos for the secret the secret circle and vampire diaries of course um has this increased the demand for your writing talent as well as your singing uh talent since you have you know been featured on these dramas well yes and no um Yes, to one degree, I I do a lot of co-writing with so many different people, and there's a, a lot of budding artists that I have had the pleasure of working with. I have to say, because right. there, I, I, you know, uh, there's one girl in particular who I'm really excited about. She she hasn't even gone into the studio yet, but we've been really working hard at, at crafting. What it is she you know she's becoming you know and it's it's like this this two part thing she's sort of because the you know my the director part of me that that was part of my mother is part of my mother says, oh, I see what you're becoming, let's draw that out of you, and then another side sort of sits back and says, Okay, well, let's see really you know what's going on here and how we're gonna write music that that uh really comes from your soul, you know. And that that becomes um, it's a it's a different job entirely to sort of look inside of someone and pull something out and say this right. I can see this in you and I can see this in you so let's turn these into songs. That that's really been exciting. Um, you know, as an artist, I've just had a lot more exposure, I think, and that's um, that's been something that I find is uh, it really helps. I think most most individuals will need to crank out about three grand a month for a really good PR person, and um, hopefully they'll get radio exposure and this, that, and the other. And television has been kind of a new means of radio, and and in fact, I've gotten paid <laughs> to have my music exposed. And so, you know, this is a, this is new, and this is exciting, and and um, it really really has has helped fund uh, my own artistry. Um, there's, I think there's a, you know, there's a wide range of, of, of pluses to that. Being that I've, I've been working specifically in television, right. um, you, you know, sometimes you get sort of boxed in to this, oh, you're just a TV writer, you know, which is like, okay, and... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty amazing from where I grew up, you know. I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, it, there, there is, I think there's still challenges no matter who you are as a musician. Uh, either, you know, the next record has to be a hit or, you know, you still have a, a long way to climb to get to a place where you, you can sort of feel settled in doing this for a living. And I when I look at individuals who have long time like long standing careers, there are some uh 
they are specifically producers or these incredible writers who also had artist careers. And um, I think there's a lot of possibilities in the future, you know, besides just writing or producing music. With developing talent, um, like Kristen, or with, um, you know, music editing, like there's so many possibilities within uh, the, in- the entirety of, of you know, the world that I've been in. So, right. you know, it's sort of like, well, the sky's the limit, you know. Next five years, I will, you know, uh, write with 15 different artists. And then after that, I'm going to just write for Disney movies. And then after that, I'm going to be a music editor, you know, with Martin Scorsese. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's like anything is possible. And sometimes you do get a little um, bored with just one place and you kind of, you know, find you sort of need to shake out of that for a minute and, and do a little something different, you know. Right. So, yeah. No, I I I think that obviously they're embracing you and uh because your music is so beautiful and when you co you know co-write with with people they you've got the pulse mm-hmm. you definitely have the pulse of the daytime genre. I mean there is no uh no question about that. And Vampire Diaries feels the same way. You just have a, you have a way of writing and performing songs to match what they're trying to convey in these scenes, and that is a talent, lady. That just, that is just a a talent. And so many songs that that you have written and you have performed are so incredibly locked with the 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 scene or the couple that you're writing for or or the storyline that you're writing for it's so intertwined you understand exactly it's almost like you understand exactly what they need what they want what they're trying to convey all at once and putting the music accompaniment with it that's perfect for that for that particular reason. And that is not something that is, um, that's not easy, I wouldn't imagine. And you have a talent for it. You you, you just have. You have for years now. And uh, that is something that I know that the daytime fans are so thankful for your music because you capture those moments. And, and we, we sit and watch and go, oh, my God, oh, my God, that, that scene is so much more touching to us because there is music involved with it. When there isn't, it doesn't have the same effect generally. Mm-hmm. So I can speak for, for the daytime fans and I can speak for, you know, Vampire Diaries fans um, for the fact that it does, it adds so much to a scene, to a picture, to so much is is it's so important and it can change it can also change the entire atmosphere of of the scene just by putting that in. Pretty amazing, right? Yes. Yes. I mean it can it yeah. can go in a totally different direction by putting the music in 
then, like, you feel like it's hopeless, but then you put the music in and you're like, okay, but I can see that there's, there's longing and, and the words are just, are just spilling out and you can tell that the characters are feeling that and that, that changes everything. Yeah. So, yes, I, uh, I can only speak for, you know, what I, what I have experienced with your music, and I know daytime fans love you because of the fact that it's, it's so, you have captured it so well, and they're thankful for it, is what I can tell you. Great, yeah, that's, that's really, definitely fun. Um. Well, I, I wanted to, to add, uh, this Sunday, you will be playing at the House of Blues in, uh, <laughs> in Hollywood, California, on Sunday, July 29th. Um, what can people expect from that show, um, to see at that show? Uh, what kind of music will you be playing? Uh, what is this night about? I, it, it's, um, I believe it's some... It's sort of a, a little bit of a Los Angeles, you know, insiders festival or something. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on at seven o'clock in the Voodoo Lounge, and um, I'm I'm going to be really uh, um, I don't know. De- I'm debuting these these B sides. I have a collection of singles that have just recently come out. Right. Uh, no way out is on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's sort of been at the at the front right now of of what I'm pushing a little bit. Uh, and I sort of put that out sort of in mind with you know these are these are four songs that I just love. They're, I'm I'm in the middle of figuring out how to do what to do with my next album. Um, I'm wrapping up a, a side project. Um, completely different, and um, in the meantime, I want. I felt like I really wanted to give fans something to connect with them, to sort of, you know, just right. just keep the music going. Um, so I'll be playing those tunes and probably a, you know a couple other favorites of mine, and um, yeah, I'll have CDs and um, which the you know. Difficult to get a hold of hard copies these days, so uh, if fans want to come down, I will sign them in person and um, and just have a. It should be it should be a really fun night. Absolutely. Oh yes, absolutely. And we are giving away two tickets. So who um, uh, who is going to be calling in um, on that? Uh, to uh, talk to Re, as well as um, get the tickets for the, you'll be at the Voodoo Lounge on mm-hmm. Sunday night, listening to Re Sinclair. It's part of a summer showcase, I believe, and uh, a lot of great artists. And of course, Re will be there. We're we're really excited to um, hear her. But um, you'll have to you'll have to call in and talk to. Talk to me in order to get you tickets. Um, what projects are you working on that you can share with us, Re? 
Do you have any upcoming projects that you can share with us? Are you working well, on? Well, yeah, I, I do. I have, I mean, I have a plethora of music that I, I haven't even begun to figure out how to, you know, release. Usually you want to put things together in a, a neat little package so it makes sense. And, um, you know, I, I've been working with so many different co-writers and producers and uh just a lot of different people, and so I have so much, so much music. It's ridiculous, um, and I've been trying to figure out what to do as far as you know, like I said, another album of material. But besides that, I actually, I actually even thought about just putting out maybe a couple more EPs. I think it's an easier, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, containment of music, and it's easier to buy a package of six songs than you know, sort of wade through all twelve and figure out, well, what is it I like? Um, plus, if I plus if I do that, it it, it sort of uh, gives me the opportunity to um, you know work with one particular producer for these six songs and another particular producer for six other songs, and I I've I've well, I, I really enjoy doing things myself. Um, I find that, like, you know, a scenario where you have sort of a team to bounce, you know, these songs off of, it's um, it's, it's richer, you know, it's different, it's interesting. Um, however, I have been I've been in uh, wrapping up this little project that has uh, it has its roots in in classic Americana, Bakersfield, country western music. And um, when I say that, what I mean is it's really inspired by Hank Williams Sr. and Patsy Cline and Johnny Cash and Anita Carter. And um, uh, I've got a couple different instrumentalists I've been working with and we're actually finishing up the mixes in the studio today. Um, So... That's a really fun project. One of the goals we have as a collection is to perform these live at, at various vineyards um, up the West Coast, and you know, possibly, you know, then then take it out to the East Coast. Um, I feel like it's the sort of project which hopefully you'll hear on Prairie Home Companion, or um, you know, just. Just something that connects, I think, in a different way to America. Right. Uh, my my initial inspiration from music, and for years I was very inspired by, um, you know, the Irish and the Brits and the Scots, and 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 uh, this is sort of the first time I think that I've ever really dug into uh, my own roots as an American and said, okay, well. You know, where did music come from? How how did we start producing music in this country? What you know, take me back to the beginning. And I feel I feel like I'm going through this elementary crash course of uh, of exploring um, not just historically how music has become popular, but uh, what went into it. You know, early on, what you know, where does this stem from? I I also feel like. This, this music will go over amazingly in, in places like France and, um, yes. you know, uh, various outskirts, sort of people that connect with a bit more 
folk music. Um, we've got an upright bass and uh, and a fiddle and a pedal steel and um, little uh, squeeze box. Um, and it, it's really fun. It's 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 such a it's such a different. Um, it's so different from what I who I am as as an artist. You know that it's it's really kind of it's been challenging in a very exciting way. So, I bet. I bet. That's it's, called um that's called Violet and Mayhem. And we're putting together a putting together a site. We sort of have a temporary site up right now just for fun. Just uh to kind of get the ball rolling, especially with booking gigs and such. Oh, that's that sounds so exciting and if it's anything like what you you know done in the past, you're so talented that I'm sure it'll be a huge, huge success. Um, and, uh, we want to thank you for taking this time with us. Um, I, 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 I can't wait to see you on Sunday night and, uh, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, everybody, uh, her, her music can be, um, Lee's music can be downloaded on iTunes, most of it. Um, there's, I know No Way Out is on B. B-side is going to be, it is uh, available. It's on um, it's a recent release on B-side. So just put in Recent Claire in iTunes. Um, you'll get a pop-up of a lot of her music. Uh, a lot of it is, is, I mean, most of it is um, is there. And uh, the, some of the music for um, daytime fans is not, has not been released, but uh, as you as you know, some of them are you know Silent Ambush, and I think Silent Ambush actually is on iTunes, so you can get I Silent Ambush. It is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but some some of them uh, are not released, and uh, um, but you know keep your keep your eye out because that is something that I could see Disney or ABC doing in the, in the um, in the future. Um, but uh, I want to thank Reese and Claire. Thank you so much for coming on. If thank you'll you. just hang on for a second, we'll take them out with your um, with your music, and okay. um, I, we will end the. But just hold on for one moment. Let me take them out. I think that they know this song well. <laughs> Thank you. 